0: Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, senior news editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. I'm also editor of the Fanatic, PW's twice-a-month comics and pop culture newsletter. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, well, you lucky listeners, once again, and we do this on a yearly basis, we're back on the floor of New York Comic Con 2019 uh the, the biggest pop culture show on the east coast uh and we're once again we're in the, the we in the booth of Europe comics with our old friend Nazelli hi Nazelli uh the, but Nazelli's not the reason why we're here we're here to talk to the, the creative duo behind the very popular wonderful uh noir uh, we call them funny animal st- stories here but uh, uh uh black Sod. uh and so I'm here with the artist um Juanco Juanido, I apologize for my pronunciations, no uh, and the writer Juan Diaz-Canales, I, and I hope I said that mostly correct, I apologize in advance, thank you so much for being on More to Come. Thank you. Um, well, look, this is, uh, you know, I'm familiar with the series, I'm really familiar really with the first two volumes, uh, and we'll talk about all that, um, but, uh, you know, briefly, could you talk about your own backgrounds in comics? Yes, actually, uh, it's uh, funny because our
1: background come—we have a common background. It's from animation. We met uh-huh. in, a, in an animation studio. It was mm-hmm. our first mm-hmm. job for both mm-hmm. of us. This is Wang Ho. Right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. This is Wang Ho mm-hmm. talking, uh, and yeah. uh, and uh, we met there. We knew we, we were both working on storyboards for mm-hmm. TV series, and uh, but we were passionate about comics. So the, and, mm-hmm. and and I and I saw that Wang. Wow, On top of being a great artist, he was, he had like a a very sharp sense of uh, writing and dialogue and, and, uh, actually he, uh, we both uh, did our, our own comics in our youth, Mm -hmm. but, and, and both of us would invent our stories and our dialogues, but mine were, weren't really that good, (laughs) but his Ah. were, were very good already and by that time, and a couple of years later only, he invented the, the character of uh, Black uh-huh. so I asked him to to some uh, later when he insisted uh, upon me to, to 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 do something together more ambitious than just maybe a short story, mm-hmm. which we were considering. He insisted, "Let's do something ambitious. Let's let's do a whole book for the French market." Now I was I was by the time I was living in Paris already mm-hmm. uh, working for Disney Studio and Juan. Yeah. And Juan proposed it and said, it's crazy. We both have jobs, full-time jobs. Where <laughs> are we going <laughs> to find the time to do that? Well, it took time. It took seven years after that, but we,
0: we yeah. did it. In 2000, Blackstar was released. Well, thank you for taking the time. Well, so, yes, Juan, well, can you tell us about developing uh, the Blackstar character? Because I think the, our listeners would love to know more about this, this character who has such personality on the page. En español. Yes. Okay. yes. Bueno, eh,
2: Black Sartre nace de una, bueno, un, un intento, una una apuesta, digamos, artística que consistía en mezclar dos géneros muy diferentes, que uno muy antiguo, como son las fábulas, protagonizadas siempre por animales, y otro mucho más moderno, como es el polar.
1: Black like that comes from a, a sort of a artistic experiment, n- narrative experiment of uh, trying to mix uh, a, a genre uh, like uh, the fable, which is old, extremely old, and a very modern one, the noir story, the detective yes. story, and uh, that's uh, that was the pre- the premises
0: were, were those. Did you always uh, want to do it? As, you know, as in the animal. Uh, a genre the, and here we call it funny animal funny cartoons animal. Yeah. Um, but it's I mean it, and, and certainly there are comic elements to it but it is classic noir mm. sí, eh,
2: Precisamente es lo que nos pareció original interesante el eh, dar a, a a esta serie de eh, furry animals un, una característica un poco más eh, adulta digamos más realista es lo que sin perder el aspecto cómico e irónico que pueda tener, pero mezclándolo con un ambiente, una ambientación y un período histórico, incluso eh, unas tramas mm, bastante, bastante realistas, bastante duras, digamos.
1: The purpose was precisely that to to uh, to bring a, an original element to the noir classic structure, uh, and with the animals, uh, not necessarily uh, giving up the funny side of it yeah. sometimes ironic side and symbolic side yes and, uh, and what did you say at the end <laughs> I'm not a professional translator guys. Well, you're doing just fine <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> and that's it that's more, it okay more, more or less <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> sorry uh, yeah. well uh, for, for, for those of our listeners who, who haven't read Blackside I mean uh, if you like Noir Complex plots, CD settings, desperate—you know—heroines uh, uh, and um, and uh, and a character that really uh, a really charismatic character. This is the series for you. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, Black Sod's uh, background and character in his universe. Mm-hmm. Black Sod is a detective. It's the
1: stereotypical. American detective yes. like uh, Sam Spade or Philip Merrill only he's a cat. Yes, <laughs> he's a black cat. He's a very big guy, powerful and
0: and very uh, dapper and elegant. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, elegant. Yeah. That the, the, the elegant aspect comes with the feline side, and, and, and people, especially women, yes. appreciate <laughs> yeah. it a lot. It was surprising. It was surprising the first years when we started having ba- having uh, feedback from from the the readers, female mm-hmm. readers. They were like so crazy about him. <laughs> wait, 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 a, wait a second. There you go. Now And so, yeah, that's the context. So the, the 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 character he's a he's a veteran uh-huh. from the uh, World War Two. We don't know much about that. We uh-huh. know he has family around the country. He has a sister. We don't know much about that either. Mm. We know he's a mysterious character, a very ethical guy. He he will always take the side of the. Of the the, the 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 more weaker the, the weaker ones, mm-hmm. and not not go aside with the, with the powerful ones, and uh, but we we ourselves we discover the character also story by story uh-huh. inch by inch we are we are ourselves having the pleasure of uh, building yeah. this character that goes beyond us. It's it's uh, we we have this. Uh, Amazing and strange attachment to this fictional character, but sometimes I look at him and it feels like I know him, like somebody.
0: As I said, he has great charisma. Um, So tell us, uh, well, well, one of the obviously one of the great things about the story are the characters that he encounters because it's a world of anthropomorphic animals, and, and, and and the characters often seem to take on some of the characteristics that we assign. You know, rightly or wrongly to very animal, animal uh, species. So obviously this is part of the writing. But totally. Then you come in very often. There's a wonderful comic element to it too. So could you tell us a little bit about how you, how you two work together to get this effect? Well, Huang writes the story and the
1: cast is already reflected on the, on the uh-huh. script. Each new character that is introduced, you, you have, it specifies which animal uh-huh. it is and 90% of the time the choice is right and the other 10% is not that the choice is not right it's just that something pops into my mind and like I no 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 I want something else for this character once I read the, the story I propose to want to change it uh, for, for many reasons because the, the, the cast choices are made for many different reasons for a variety of, of, of reasons sometimes it's that the role the animals play in the fable, the uh-huh. classical fables. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's that cultural image we all have. Uh, we, uh, I mean, Western, in our Western sure. culture have sure. uh, of uh, many animals. I mean, the reptiles, sure. they are yes. already yeah. very bad image in the Bible. Right. So it, 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 it yeah, it's sick. And of, then yeah. culturally, they are not like the, the furry animals are more like, the, you know, we have, uh, well, we, the, the dogs are usually uh, uh deputy, po- uh, well, police. Are, yeah, some uh, of the police. Off, for instance. Many, uh, yeah, most uh, most uh, of the policemen are actually dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a lot of, and sometimes it's. Uh, just uh, a matter of physical appearance. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, some. Yeah, the snakes are, are kind
0: of low lives, and yeah, <laughs> usually, usually a rat, you see yeah, a rat, yeah, it's yes. going it, to be a rat. Yeah, it's it kind of a low life too. You see a pig, it's <laughs> going to be a pig. <laughs> um, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, look, uh, again, what I'd love to do. I'm, I'm most familiar with the first two volumes, but I'd love to just go over the five volumes. Uh, um, I think, I think there are five volumes out, but there are more to come, if, as yeah. I understand it. Right. Uh, maybe just briefly, you could go over the plot. And I think what the very first, uh, the first black said was somewhere within the shadows. Yeah. it Yeah. This was a little bit about the plot.
2: Bueno, una cosa que nos puede ayudar mucho para hacer un recorrido por los volúmenes es fijarnos en los diferentes colores. There's
1: there's a light motif. There's a, a uh, uh, a color theme in each album so it can help to to, to go through the whole series mm-hmm. the first one is the color for the first story is black uh-huh. it, it, yeah. it echoes with the, the title mm-hmm. somewhere between, between the shadows and it's called Black Sad and the character is yeah. black a black cat so
0: a lot of noir yeah. there and, mm-hmm. and there's a, you know, obviously there's a murder yes, of course. a very beautiful actress yes <laughs> Entonces, esto nos una pista
2: que es la, la primera historia de Black Shad, la que nos introduce de lleno en una, una trama muy clásica de, de género negro, en la cual él tiene que vengar la muerte de, de, de un antiguo amor, que efectivamente es una es una actriz, y se verá inmerso en. nos va a ir presentando, digamos, de todo el submundo de, de la ciudad hasta ir escalando a, al culpable que. Está, digamos,
1: yes, from, uh, from the beginning we have this murder of uh, an old uh, lover of yeah. Black Blackstar, which happened to be a famous actress. When he was younger, he, he had a relationship. He, he, she was a client. She, he, he, he was her bodyguard for a, for a little while, and they got involved. Now, in the, the beginning of the story, he discovers her her body and uh, and uh, so he he decides to take revenge and that brings him from the lower streets uh, sorry the lower levels of the society to the to and going up and climbing into the into the social culture, to to a very high place sure. where the murder is Right. Or uh, the murderer. So. and
0: we want to jump to the next the next volume, which is very interesting too, We're really getting into some social issues here. Arctic Nation, um, which seems to look at white supremacy, <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> but it's a really interesting
2: book. Go on. Yes, so nosotros Arctic Nation. Fue que de repente ya meter tema años The
1: novelty of uh, Arctic Nation was uh, the, possi- the possibility for us to introduce a subject, uh, the racism and the, the white supremacy and the Kogut's land, which, which is a reflection of the, the, the Arctic, is Arctic cult, kind of cult, It says it's a, a reflection of that. And uh, it allowed us to to put behind our story a so, uh, historical background, really important and, and related to the fifties. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, It's white. The white animals against the colored animals. It's great. yeah, it's <laughs> it gets great. The, but actually, yes. for, for me, the
1: white <laughs> they are white. It's not because they are whiter. It, 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 they. They represent the 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 the, 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 the supremacies, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a, it's a reflection of, of that. It was complicated at the in the beginning when he suggested the 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 the, the pitch. I said that might be, because we there are many colors in the animals, so how are we going to manage that? But actually, at the end, it's plain and simple. You see the ideas; yeah. it's a reflection of human society of mm-hmm. its worst. It's yeah. worse, one of its worst aspects and worse like
0: a charm it's, uh, yeah. and it's racism complicated by sex but we'll move on you know, mm. you have to read it to find out more yes. All right, and let's jump uh, what's the next one, Red Soul yeah.
2: de nuevo, volviendo al código de colores aquí de lo que hablamos es de, de otro tema muy de los años 50 de la caza de brujas y de, bueno, de la, la paranoia anticomunista
1: it's, uh, again, uh, come back to a, a, a historical, uh, issue, uh, in re- related to the, to the fifties and particularly mm. this witch hunt, uh, was, was very important, uh, related to the, uh, nuclear war fear and psychosis and the, and the anti-communist, uh, activity in the, in the paranoia in, the, in that decade. Reflected on, of course, uh, uh, the macarthism that, that, that we all know, and that is reflected by Senator Gallo in, the, in our in our story. Sure. Uh, and the next one is a silent hill. It's
2: assume. De hecho, es el álbum más nocturno de Black Sabbath y también el más musical. Era una necesidad, casi que teníamos de hablar de un tema que nos atraía mucho como era el, el origen de la música negra, el jazz, eh, el blues y sobre todo un, la, la, las enormes ganas que teníamos de mover a Black Sabbath fuera de Nueva York y en este caso a una ciudad tan maravillosa como Nueva Orleans Es
1: la historia más nocturna de Black Sabbath uh, ¿Qué ha dicho después? Es que la más es, nocturna y la más... No, que... que, que Musical. ah, the most nocturnal and the most musical, of sure. course. There, there are blues all mm-hmm. over the place. In, mm-hmm. in the other, the other episodes, you have a, sometimes a blues that sounds here and there. You hear the music, you hear Billie Holiday, yeah, you hear, yes, you hear, yeah. you hear wonderful mm-hmm. uh, words of, of blues classics. But this one, we wanted to approach the the, the world of uh, of the black music and jazz, the origins of jazz, jazz music, and and take advantage of that to. To move Blackstar to New Orleans, and, it's, uh, and uh, actually, it became it became uh, a tribute to that wonderful city. Uh-huh. I, I I went there. I uh, I decided that I needed to go there yeah, to, to do research, to do the research, mm-hmm. and to and to know the place because if you don't know the place, you will yeah. you you can do a good job, but you'll never be able to to have the readers uh, get uh, in, in immersion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, immersed. Like, yeah, get immersed, immersed in the in the in the place. If you don't know it, yeah. if you haven't seen there, seeing it and, and been there. Okay,
0: so I want to. We're getting close to the end here. And Amarillo, also, which, with the with the gorgeous cover of that yellow Cadillac <laughs> on it. it's yeah, Yes, it's beautiful.
2: en contraste con la muy nocturna, muy oscura anterior historia quisimos eh, aportar una aventura a Black Sun mucho más luminosa desde el punto de vista estético, aunque siendo una road movie, eh, aún así se, sigue siendo bastante bastante polar, eh, sigue teniendo un caso de, de de un asesinato, sigue siendo bueno siguiendo un poco el mismo registro de, del policíaco. De hecho dos asesinatos. <risas> Siendo el mismo registro del del policiaco, pero dándole a a Blaxas una dimensión un poco un poco diferente, sobre todo una estructura diferente de, de relato de viajes.
1: Yeah, the, um, this story, of, in opposition to the to the preceding one, uh, to the previous one, is uh, actually very uh, sunny. It's uh, it happens mostly in the day, in very luminous mm-hmm. uh, atmospheres and, and landscapes. It's the first time you see actual landscapes in in, in Black Sand, and uh, well, it was uh, it was uh, the, the, the story is a way to bring Black to back to New York by uh, by a long detour. Actually, yeah. he's gonna, <laughs> a, a, and the opportunity to make of that detour uh, a, 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 some of a road movie, yeah. some of a yeah, road story like a road trip. Yeah. where he where he will take uh, many locomotion di- different uh, systems of locomotion he's going to be in a, in a car on motorcycle on yeah. train um and uh meet new characters it uh, uh and still it's uh, for, for some people it was too luminous to uh, for yeah they uh, like the shadows uh, yeah, yes yes they prefer oh, the oh, shadow yeah. they prefer that the <laughs> nocturnal night, like uh, uh, always nightly and uh, uh, and they they felt like uh, some 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 readers felt like it was a more a gayer story, and they say yeah. no, it, actually it isn't. You have two not one but two, two crimes very yeah. soon <laughs> in the story. It's different. It, it's a, it's a very particular story, Black uh because uh, there is the, uh, the, the Chad's character. There's this uh, very important character in in, in the story. Actually, um, well, he's very important, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, Blackset has a little less importance in the story. He's important, of course, but he's less present in the story than than in the the other volumes. Yet we we love the, the way it came out because uh, we had actually a first version of the story that uh, that we we weren't happy with it. Juan rewrote it, and he, he was at the end. He was very satisfied uh, of uh, being able to. Bring what he really wanted, like this road movie spirit, to the to the to the book. That it's also inspired on on the road by Kerouac and it has a lot of uh, of cultural references of the of the big Generation.
0: Great. Uh, well, look, this has been really great talking to you. Uh, I'm a big fan. I am curious. Because uh, we're sitting here for those of you uh, for listening out there, we're sitting here on the floor, and I'm seeing some of the animation. I think this is from the Black Sad game, or well, what can you tell our fans about uh, Black Sad in uh, multimedia? <laughs> yeah, well,
1: there is the game Black Sad Under the Skin mm-hmm. is releasing next month, ah, and okay. they have uh, they have the game here. There is a game challenge; uh, people are, are uh, playing the game, and uh, apparently. Uh, it's being very well appreciated it had already a prize in a, um i think in a german games, video games game, NFL, game game games, games Gamescom. Uh, and uh, so and uh, there's a lot of expectation about the about the game we are very excited about it it's a it's a very nice game. Yeah. The images are—it's—it's it's, yeah, looks—it looks, it's, it's it looks funny terrific. To, to, yeah,
0: is there—are there any animation projects around Black Sat? Uh There have
1: been many movie, uh, like a live-action movie projects, but uh, never never got to, uh, never got to the to, to the full development. To, yeah, yeah, full development. Actually, there's always uh, small uh, the beginning of developments and option. They they took options on the on the rights. Uh, many many producers but at the end uh, at the end of the day uh, nobody would <laughs> yeah <laughs> would go ahead with the, with the project so far so far. maybe 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 yeah. sometime.
0: all right well look this has been great i know there are more volumes of black sad to come coming up all right coming great. up we're on it <laughs> all right well look it, well, one and one go look thank you so much for spending some time with us on more to come thank you it was wonderful thank you Welcome to more to come, PW Comics Weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, senior news editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. All right. Well, we're this morning we're at New York Public Library at New York Comic Con, and we're here with Abby Wright, the newly elected president, mostly newly president of the Graphic Novel and Comics Roundtable. Hey, Amy. Welcome back to More to Come.
3: Hi, Kelvin. Thanks so much for having me again.
0: Okay, so this is awesome. I mean, you, uh, you've worked to uh, produce programming for librarians and teachers at, at New York Public Library before, but this seems like bigger and better than ever before. Oh, my
3: goodness. Yeah, so this is the third year that we've done a dedicated day for librarians and educators at New York Public Library, and this year is... Yeah, I mean our lineup, uh pretty impressive. I'm gonna say uh it might be better than anything happened in Javis. Okay,
0: there you go. Right, better than ever. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well I'm late. I missed the the, uh opening keynote by Gazi Ukasu, uh the 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 much loved creator of yeah. Check Please, that great, uh, webcomic and, um, uh, and now actually graphic novel series. Yep. So I missed that, but I'm here. So what, what can I look forward to, Lloyd, for the oh rest my of the day? Oh my gosh.
3: So many things to come. Uh, we have a competitive live draw coming up. And okay. We have a bunch of creators participating in that, including Erica Henderson and Brian Vaughn will be the judge of that.
0: I love, so this is a shootout among cartoonists yep. over drawing skills. Yep. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, our
3: closing keynote is Mariko Tamaki. Yep, can't wait for um, that. And I mean, I'm interviewing someone you may know of from yeah. Marvel. Yeah, and 11. who might that be? That's Sana. So I mean, yes. I like we have, you know, VP from Marvel responsible for creating Ms. Marvel and Marvel Rising and so much other content. So, uh, awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I know there's just uh, a, an incredible lineup. I don't even have it all in front of me now yeah. of, of of panels and programming all day yeah. long so i'm here i missed the first thing i'm not going to miss anything else so thanks your our first interview uh for this year's new york comic con so we're going to get you on record so you'll get to hear yourself tomorrow morning oh, <laughs> so i'm going to let you go thanks for giving me a few minutes Sorry. and um you know who knows i may grab you again before the you know, before the new york comic con is over yeah
3: thanks so much right. you bet take care. take care all
0: right welcome to more to come P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of P.W. Comics World. I'm also the editor of The Fanatic, P.W.'s uh, new comics and pop culture newsletter published twice a month. Check it out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, we're back on the floor of New York Comic Con. We're down at the D.C. Comics end of the hall. If you don't know, it's D.C. kind of is annexed Half of the Javits Center uh, Hall Rotunda. Ah, but more to the point, we're here with N.K. Jemisin, the renowned award-winning uh, science fiction writer. N.K. Jemisin, thank you so much for being on More to Come. Thank you.
4: Thank you for inviting
0: me. Uh, this is really a delight. Uh, what, you're a multiple Hugo Award winner? What, was it three years running uh, so for, your, yeah. your, for your trilogy? <laughs> I meant for the... the, um, for the inherent, uh, I'm sorry. The, oh, I
4: did this too. Uh, for me. The, the Broken Earth trilogy.
0: The Broken Earth trilogy. My apologies. Right, uh, But you're moving into comics or adding comics yeah. to the things you do yeah okay well tell us more about your background in comics sure you're uh, a long time well, fan I, mean,
4: uh, I was a fan of superhero comics kind of all the way through college and then mm-hmm. uh college was was poor and uh, i couldn't afford it um and uh then later i started getting back into comics but um, kind of more in the Indies end of thing, like Saga, monstrous, mm-hmm, Sure, yeah. Um, big fans of that kind of stuff. And then um, I had not really planned to explore the superhero mm-hmm. end of things again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got this call from Gerard Way about, ah. uh, yeah, who wanted to know yeah. if I was interested in writing uh, mm-hmm. a Green Lantern branch for uh, his young animal imprint. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this would be, he had sort of the basic idea in place that this would be uh, the first black female Green Lantern, mm-hmm. that she would be uh, in a completely separate part of the universe, not part of the 3600 sectors, um, that it would be called mm-hmm. Far Sector. He had all that together. He didn't have the rest. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, would you be interested That's where you in come this? in. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, world building? I can do that. And, you know, oh, plot and story? Yeah, I can do that. So... Well, yeah, for our, for our listeners,
0: just uh, maybe you could give them a little information. I mean, sometimes the Guardians even confuse me a little bit. I'm a long time ner- uh, nerd, but uh, right. that, but t- tell us a little bit about, her, because she's a new Guardian in an she's unusual a new sector. Lantern. a Lantern. New yeah. Lantern, excuse me. Right. Yeah, in yeah. in uh, mm-hmm. a new sector. So right. as you can right. see, I get a little confused too. So. I mean,
4: and part of the problem is that the continuity is all over the place when it comes mm. to the Guardians. because... Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but as I started to try and familiarize myself mm-hmm. with the background, I realized that there were these huge chunks that just completely contradicted each other, and I didn't know what the hell to do with that. Fortunately, in Far Sector, we don't have to worry too much about yeah. that. Um, but that said, um, so uh, for people that aren't familiar with yes. this, the Green Lanterns are space police, mm-hmm. for lack of a better description. They are a force of, of uh, super-powered Beings from drawn from every species all over the the universe um, Drawn from the 3600 sectors of the universe that are that are marked and studied by an alien race called the guardians Um, Now each Green Lantern has a special ring and the ring is powered by willpower and They're able to use this ring to to do pretty much anything. They can set their mind to literally Now, um, Joe is the first who's going to be the first Green Lantern who's going to be in a completely separate sector of space. She's not part of the thirty six hundred sectors. She's not interacting with any of the existing lanterns or species that we've seen so far. Um, she's going to be operating in a place called the City Enduring, which is a, a completely separate culture on the far side of the galaxy. So far, that she won't be able to communicate with the other lanterns or even with Earth.
0: Well, this, um, is, this is a very good summation, by the yeah. way. Well, thank you. <laughs> you well, I, yeah. Like, I do this for a living. Yes, absolutely. Oh you, well, you, you really made it clear. Well, well yes. okay, so that's it. Okay. Uh, but this, this city has a very special nature. Uh, what I think which really is interesting about this particular story, Far Sector, um, it, it's a kind of police procedural in, in many ways. In
4: some ways. Yeah, yeah. in
0: some ways. It starts uh, off that way. It starts off that way, but <laughs> certainly. I mean, I've only read one issue of it. Um, but you, you you're in you 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 plunge right into the mind of of Joe mm-hmm. and she's got to sort out um, an interesting situation yeah um, to do the police pers- work in in mm-hmm. a in a world that doesn't have much use for police
4: well they do have a use for police they've never had a use for police to handle crimes of passion mm-hmm. if you want to think about it that way mm-hmm. um, because they don't have passion yeah. this is a culture that does not have emotions. Um, They went through some stuff, and uh, after many historical problems, including the fact that they had a war so bad, they set their planets on fire, um, they decided that emotion was the problem, that they were getting too angry, that their anger was why they had effectively destroyed themselves. So they rebuilt their society and outlawed emotion. Um, That said, they're now starting to have a problem because there's a drug that allows people to bypass this emotional suppressor. And so, because of this, they're now starting to have outbreaks of like rage killings and, and crimes of passion and so forth. And that's where Joe comes in. So she's not only coming from a, a force of space police whose power is built on emotion, built on willpower. She's coming from one of the more emotional species within that force of police. So, you know, there's a, there's a big question all the time given of like, why do the, why do the Guardian... I'm sorry, why are there so many human Green Lanterns? Um, and I think there's something unique that human no, beings can bring to the table, which is that we're terrible at controlling our emotions, and then we have yeah. to fix all of that. <laughs> and we've got lots of practice at, yeah. at going crazy or losing our, our self-control and then having to deal with the consequences. So yeah. Joe, can, no, Joe can
0: help with that. Yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it, now... Um, can you tell us a little bit about making the transition to writing comics? I mean, as opposed to writing novels, and I, I mean, I just picked up your short story uh, collection, oh, you how know, Went w- to know? the Black Future. Right. So, uh, w- w- navigating that tra- transition. It's, no big deal, or...? Well, I wouldn't say it's no big
4: deal. Mm. Um, but uh, How Long Till Black Future Month is actually another example of a time that I did something similar. Mm. Writing short stories is very different from writing novels. Mm, sure. I had to teach myself how to do it. Um, and that meant reading lots of short stories and then practicing and then getting better at it until I actually wrote publishable short stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the same thing has happened here. Um I knew how to write publishable stories. I didn't know how to write them in the comic book format. Mm -hmm. So um, I got the 2000 AD script book, um, which is a great uh, teaching tool. It's got uh, Mm -hmm. rendered comic book pages side by side with the script pages so that you can see how to give directions to an artist, how to break down scenes, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was very helpful. Um, And then I just started trying to do it in... I've had a lot of help from the editors at D.C. that they've assigned me. Um, And Jamal Campbell, who is my artist for this, is is amazing. Well, that's my next question. Go on. Oh, well, Yes. Yes. Well, you want me to keep going? Well, (laughs) Well, yeah. Well,
0: actually, yeah. how was he chosen? And really, there's some stunning um, layouts in the book. Um, Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, tell us more about that, about working with him. Well,
4: I did not know who he was before this. Mm. Um, The people at D.C. suggested him to me. Um, and when I saw the artwork, and when I saw how he handled like, like city scenes and things yes. like that, landscapes, it it really seemed like he was the right person for it. Um, so because the city enduring is another character in mm-hmm. Far Sector, um, it's a city of like billions of people. It's uh, Ten platforms floating around a sun, and each platform has its own culture. Kind of almost like the boroughs of New York, except like with five billion people on each. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, and I wanted to showcase the city as much as anything else. And he's got the the, the yeah. to do that. And I am, honestly, I think it, it feels like he is telling the story, and I'm just kind of pushing. In him, in like little directions and so forth. So, which I think is what is supposed to happen with comic scripting.
0: How do you two work together? I mean, do you? Is it all you know by? Yeah, the internet, do you ever oh, well, meet face yeah. to face? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually
4: haven't met in face yeah, to no that, um,
0: that's often the case, no, yeah, I'm well, always in curious. Canada, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> um,
4: and uh but we did talk at the very beginning mm-hmm. of it because I figured if I'm gonna be collaborating with him, I should know him. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um and so we just had a, a brief conversation mm-hmm. where we were just kind of getting to know each other. And I had already started working on the scripts, but once I saw his artwork I tweaked them to sort of fit his art style a little better, I think. Just minor tweaks. Yes. But um mm-hmm like more landscapes and that kind of thing um and so uh when i sent the scripts to him i sent my first few scripts and some background material that i had developed for like how the world works and i asked you know is this too much is this what you need um and he responded by basically starting to draw okay so so i guess it was fine there you go yeah (laughs) so yeah
0: well obviously world building is what you do um uh, you know, are there? Um, I mean, doing the comics and your and your prose, are there are there points of convergence? I mean, I've read somewhere about you often look at the um, the convergence of science and magic.
4: Mm, um. Well, I'm less interested in genre boundaries, mm-hmm. so. You know, you mentioned, for example, at the very beginning, that this seems like a police procedure. It's not going to stay a police procedure. Yeah, sure. okay. um, I'm just telling you now. Um, I it kind of
0: grabbed you, yeah, I mean, yeah, really, I mean, because the, the setting is so unusual. Oh,
4: well, well, yeah. well thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I just don't think of... I think that story is beyond categorization. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, the medium dictates story to some degree, so I've had to learn how to tell uh, for, for the comic book, for the comic book, uh, format, I've had to learn how to tell shorter stories or stories that are built to rely on someone else to convey information visually. Um, so that's a thing that I've had to learn, but, you know, to be perfectly honest, what it breaks down to is, uh, I'm, I'm trying to still tell a good story that hooks people. And I don't care what format I do that in. I don't care what genre I do that in. Um, If the story is exciting, if it keeps people on their toes, if it's taking them outside of their, their comfort zones and expectations, then I feel like I'm doing a good job.
0: Great. Well, I, you know, I think that's a perfect uh, point to end the interview. Uh, I All think right. you summed up pretty nicely what you're doing, <laughs> and, and and the first issue that I've had a chance to read. So uh, I'm hooked, and so I'll be looking for the, the next Great. issues. Awesome. And really, thank you so much uh, for being on more to come. It's really a pleasure thank to meet you. you.
4: Thank you so. for having me, and I hope I made sense
0: I hope I made sense you made sense completely uh, oh, okay. and, and I think it will really give uh, our listeners um, some insights into not only a little bit about your work just a little bit but um, you know also in how you think about your work and about comics okay. so thank you again for being on more to Come.
4: sure All right.